Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. When a piece of information comes your way, pause. If we hope to survive in this digital age, we have to think critically about the messages we consume. Someone created those messages for a reason. Let's find out why. Sometimes we just have to ask, what the media? I'm Megan Lynch, virtual consumer editor at KMOX Radio. In this episode, sifting through election information, misinformation, and disinformation. When I do a search on Google and you do a search on Google, we're getting very different results because of every single act that we do on our search engines. My conversation with Dara Warland, senior vice president for creative strategy at the nonprofit News Literacy Project. Heading to the polls has become sort of more complicated than ever for people. Uh, I think the pandemic really complicated things because, you know, we were given more options for how to head to the polls and when to head to the polls. And what we were seeing in terms of misinformation were bad actors who were confusing the situation in terms of, you know, spreading misinformation about the day we were supposed to head to the polls. So they might have been saying, you know, Wednesday is the day that Democrats head to the polls and Tuesday is the day that Republicans head to the polls or vice versa. Um, they might be spreading misinformation about how to vote. Um, so and then also we're seeing misinformation from bad foreign bad actors, you know, so Russia particularly um, inserting itself into election conversations, particularly inserting itself by, um, you know, picking up on conversations that uh, we're already having, particularly cultural conversations, and increasing the divide that already exists in the country around LGBTQ issues or abortion rights. So really further increasing the divide that already exists in the country, um, and then you know, increasing misinformation on those fronts. So that's a couple of areas where we're seeing mis and disinformation, foreign actors, and then also from domestic bad actors. Do we continue to see that as we get closer to the midterms coming up? Absolutely. We're seeing a lot of the same kinds of mis and disinformation, foreign act bad actors, and then also domestic bad actors. And it's, it's the same kind of playbook. Another thing that we're also seeing that I think is really worth noting and really important is that when you have um, Latino Americans whose only language is Spanish or whose primary language is Spanish, 
Um, one thing we see is videos in English with Spanish captions that may not be accurate. So, um, you know, you may have candidates who are, or, you know, even President Biden saying something in the video that's being captioned completely opposite of what he's saying. So, you know, and that's really hard to convey to a Latino audience um, that may not be aware of that. And there aren't that many, uh, you know, Spanish uh, language outlets to get that kind of information across. And that's really important um, for that audience to be aware of. And so that's an audience that we're particularly trying to target with our campaign to make them aware of that. Um, and then um, there's also claims, this is another really important thing for that audience, that politicians have communist leanings um, that don't, you know, particularly Democratic candidates um, that, you know, that, and is particularly targeted to recent immigrants who have fled dictatorships, you know, in countries that are communist. And so these are audiences that might be particularly vulnerable to that kind of message and fear um, a, a candidate who would have communist leanings. Um, and in fact, these are not candidates who have communist leanings. We've, I've never really seen a, a candidate in the U.S. who has genuine communist leanings. Um, but that kind of message could potentially deter them from voting altogether or cause them to vote, you know, against their best interest or in a completely different direction just because of complete disinformation. It sounds like just one more example of how splintered we are in this country when it comes to media use and sources that people go to for their information. It's become so segmented uh, in the last decade, especially. Well, obviously, the Internet and social media have made it possible to really micro-target audiences. And another thing that the subject matter experts we spoke to um, for these short videos that we're um, sharing as part of our campaign, we're sharing them through paid social campaigns and on our landing page, which you can find at newslit.org slash election 2022. Um, one thing that they shared with us is that, you know, um, uh, campaigns can have access to voter files and they can really individually target voters and they have a lot of information about these voters and so they can really micro target them with information that's going to speak directly to them um, and with ultimately miss and disinformation um, so you know I think that's that kind of segmenting is really what's happening in our internet age where you have uh, personalization. You know, the other thing that's happening is obviously with algorithms. You know, when I do a search on Google and you do a search on Google, we're getting very different results because of every single act that we do on our search engines, you know, is ultimately predetermining the very next search that we do. And we're becoming increasingly siloed in our own little world that's being tailored to us. And, you know, that's great for advertisers. It's great for ultimately, you know, tailoring our world to what we like, but it's not exposing us to the broader world of information out there that might serve us ultimately. And it leads to confirmation bias, which is another thing people should be aware of, right? And um, for those who may not know what confirmation bias is, it's that tendency to lean into information that uh, pleases us or that appeals to us or that confirms our own beliefs um, and to really turn away from information that challenges us or that goes against our, our beliefs. And it's just a psychological tendency we all have as human beings. There's nothing 
wrong about it. It's just who we are as, as human beings, but you have to be aware of it and to recognize it and to try to push back against your own human tendency to do that. But the algorithms really feed into it. Unfortunately, it feeds into our sort of, you know, baser natures as human beings. Let's talk about where people are getting their information when it comes to campaigns, because there was some interesting research that came out just recently about, for example, how many people are getting their campaign information on platforms like TikTok Mm -hmm. instead of maybe going directly to what we consider mainstream or legacy news organizations. You know, TikTok is obviously the most popular platform among younger people, and it's becoming a main source of information for a lot of people. And it can actually be a really great source of information. There's a lot of, uh, and we've actually, we're about to launch our own channel on TikTok because it's actually a really great place to reach young people. And it's a great place to reach educators. And even, you know, young people are, are exposing their parents to it as well. So it's becoming a great place to reach parents. Um, and it's really, you know, just like any medium, it's, it's, it can be used positively, and it can be used, you know, for misinformation and disinformation. You know, the channel that we are launching is obviously going to be all about pushing back against misinformation and disinformation and educating our audience about different aspects of news literacy and informing them, you know, about some of the things that I've been talking to you about today. Confirmation bias, you know, motivated reasoning, which is a big contributing factor in why people believe in conspiracy theories. You know, the idea that psychologically we we convince ourselves to believe things um, even when they're outlandish. So, you know, TikTok can also be a force for good. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are turning to TikTok and depending on the sources that you're following and how you curate your feed, which is really the key to every social media platform that you're on, whether it's Facebook or TikTok or Twitter or Instagram, you know, it's all about who are you choosing to follow. Um, and if you're choosing to follow credible sources and you're vetting those sources, then it can be a great source of information. Now, a lot of people, I think, feel overwhelmed with the amount of information that's coming in. And so I think they're getting what they can throughout the day. Right now, we're seeing a lot of the major social media platforms kind of stepping up their policing efforts for misinformation and disinformation. Talk to us about the the good and the bad of that. Sure. I mean, this is a debate we continue to have at the News Literacy Project because one of our founding principles is really about the value of the First Amendment and the role that it plays in a democracy. And you cannot have a democracy without those principles of a free press and free speech. And, you know, that's fundamental. But I think we've all seen, particularly this came to light with the 2016 election and the amount of uh, mis- and disinformation that was spreading on uh, social media outlets. And regardless of the outcome of any election, if you're having so much mis- and disinformation spreading on platforms, and then, you know, I think January 6th was another example um, when you have rampant disinformation spreading to the point that it gets to the point of inciting violence. So now we're talking about propaganda. You've really got a problem. Um, You know, and another example uh, is, you know, what happened with Sandy Hook and um, Alex Jones, you know, Alex Jones using his 
a guaranteed First Amendment rights and his channel InfoWars on YouTube claimed that, you know, Sandy Hook did not happen. The shooting, the mass shooting did not happen and ended up having, you know, the parents of the Sandy Hook victims harassed for years by people who believed that they were crisis actors and that the entire event was um, completely invented. That's really taking his First Amendment rights, you know, to an extreme, you know, and I think these issues become really thorny. And it's, it's ultimately at the News Literacy Project, we're not the ultimate arbiters. And I think this is something that is always an internal debate, social media platforms, and there's a fine line. I think during the pandemic, it was a big issue because it was really a matter of life and death. And that's when social media companies really started to step up. Mark Zuckerberg at first, you know, in 2016 was saying, I am not the arbiter of truth. We are not the arbiter of truth. We are not going to step in and we are not going to moderate content. And then he changed his tune on that. During COVID, they absolutely were flagging content, taking content down. Plandemic was um, a... I, you know, I wouldn't call it a documentary. It was spreading propaganda about the pandemic. I don't know if you heard about that, but it was, yeah, lots and lots of misinformation and propaganda about the pandemic essentially being uh, a conspiracy. And Facebook blocked it. But by then, they blocked it so late in the process that so many people had seen it. It had really already caused so much damage. But more and more content is being moderated and it's being blocked or at least tagged. And I think the most important thing, though, is that news consumers ultimately have the skills themselves because we can't rely on the platforms to do it for us. And the onus really has to be on the individual because at the end of the day, we're out there in this sargasso sea of information. And uh, while I think there has to be an amount of a, a certain amount of uh, responsibility taken all around, you know, I think the government has to take a certain amount of responsibility. We also have to take responsibility as individuals and really know how to separate the wheat from the chaff when it comes to information. Um, and, you know, ultimately, that's where the News Literacy Project lands on the issue. And that's where we put our focus. It's, it's a lot of work to do as an individual, though, and, you know, it's, it's not easy and we don't profess that it's easy, but, you know, I think if you have the skills and that you're willing to take the time and it's, you know, the most important thing is when a piece of information comes your way, pause, because I think we all have this instinct to immediately react to information. We have an emotional reaction to information, either uh, we believe the information or we are angry about it and we want to share it with our friends. Um, take a minute, process the information, walk around the block if you have to, take five minutes and then decide, you know, check that information out by looking at other sources and then decide if it's worth sharing. That's Dara Warland, Senior Vice President for Creative Strategy at the News Literacy Project and host of the NLP's podcast, Is That a Fact? What the Media is produced by Odyssey St. Louis from the studios of KMOX Radio. 
I'm Megan Lynch. Special thanks to contributor media literacy author Julie Smith. Our executive producer is Beth Coughlin. We invite you to visit KMOX.com for more on our media literacy project. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.